Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball. Presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome to the Dribble Podcast in an emotional week for the Perth Wildcats and the man responsible for all that emotion will give us the inside word on how it all went down. My name's Chris Robinson from Perth Now in the West. The man alongside me, the retiring Perth Wildcats great, retiring from the Wildcats, but not from the Dribble Podcast. There's a five-year deal on the table. We'll talk about that afterwards, Greg. Uh, Wildcats vice captain and three-time NBL champ, Greg High. Greg, a big week. Welcome to the pod. Oh, appreciate it, mate. Yeah, no, it's... Um yeah, it's been a, a very overwhelming uh, few days, or even uh, well, heading on to a week now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's been uh, obviously a, a decision that didn't come lightly, uh, lightly. So obviously, thought about it with much uh, duress over the last few days, or before that, and um, and and overwhelming from the, I guess, the response that it's got, the the support and messages that I've received. Um, yeah, it's been incredible. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, it, it, from my point of view, it's been the easiest podcast rundown that I've had to put together <laughs> because uh, the the biggest story of the week, obviously, your impending retirement, one of the club's uh, favourite sons. Talk us through when it began to start to be a reality, Greg, because obviously you're, you're no spring chicken, even yeah. though you won Young West Australian of the Year last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in terms of the, the past few weeks or, or months, when did yeah. it start become real? start to become real that, that I, this might be a I guess the initial thoughts would have uh, stemmed I guess the back end of last season and uh, I mean people would have heard the podcast you know we sort of uh, it was a lot up in the air in terms of obviously yep. a lot happens you know on, on team results if you win a championship you might be given uh, a little bit of leeway in, in terms of your performance but obviously last year uh, injuries throughout the season um, yeah sort of I didn't know what my future sort of held in, in that regard. And um, for me, obviously, uh, I, like I didn't want to bow to on those terms. It was a, a huge part, obviously, going and play SBL and, and getting some confidence, get um, miles under my legs because I knew early on the piece I was going to be given another contract. Um, and I sort of had that, that very first initial discussions with my wife um, saying, look, one-year deal, but like happy to sort of move on in, in that regard. She's obviously sacrificed an incredible amount mm. of uh, um, things in terms of her own livelihood. So I sort of was like, look, let me, if, if I'm going to play, um, let me sort of bow to my terms and um, sort of put it away from the, the thought. Obviously, um, at the start of the season, you're focusing on a lot of other matters that which are a lot more important. And it was only, I guess, when we were sort of the, those thoughts uh, crept back into my sort of thought process was initially when we st- sort of started getting a little bit of a rut. Um, I'm not going to lie, even when there was a discussion of that third import, obviously I've always put the team ahead of myself. Um, and so I even was thinking a lot, never really, I never had these conversations with anyone, but sort of had those um, thoughts, maybe I should just bow out and bring in a third import, help out the team in, in that regard. But um, then I was like, pretty adamant no like uh, my value to the team is a lot more than just bringing in someone who mm-hmm. um, you know is obviously a tough process but you know obviously I've done a, a lot and I, f- I felt like um, no I could still contribute to the team like I wasn't not playing good basketball I wasn't injured so I thought that's just a I guess at the, at the time of being emotional and that sort of thing those sort of thoughts came into my mind but they obviously went away and I guess because of the injuries throughout the season to other players, um, 
it was the decision was quite hard because I knew I was playing really good basketball still. I mean, obviously, Tariko missing a few games, Bryce, Damo, like I had to start. And so, you know, having games where you're getting 13 rebounds or coming in and, and having an impact like I did against Brisbane, um, yeah, I was like, I'm still playing pretty good basketball and I'm like playing, I guess, in a prominent position when, when required. And so... It was only until a couple of weeks ago, Ainsley and I sort of had a discussion, well, the season's coming to an end and we had these discussions, am I going to go around again for another season? And I sort of put it off and um, obviously my role has been sort of a bit um, of a roller coaster all season, which is which has been throughout in the last three or four years. And so mm. um, obviously I had a, a couple of good games against um, Melbourne and, uh, and Adelaide and I sort of was like put it away again to the wayside because I was like yep everything's sort of rolling and and then I was like but I need to I guess not be selfish in that regard I can't just think oh I'm playing well um, I've got to think about the, the broader picture and there's a lot of different dynamics which I'm happy to, to delve into but I guess the realisation came after this Friday like I sort of for me um, I was like looking at the last couple of seasons, uh, sorry last couple of games and my role that I'm, I'm playing in um, and the amount of uh, energy and, and emotion I put into my role um, like being a leader of the club um, you know I, I take an immense pride in, in challenging myself and others to get better every single day and um, you obviously want to play uh, you also want to play minutes you know and so I got to the point where I was thinking you know I've Played, I've been a part of this for nine years. Um, like I'm sort of at that point where it, it's getting tiring. Like to to continue, you know, doing the amount of work that I'm doing and, and playing the minutes I am. I sort of thought maybe it is uh, just a time to go out on my own my own terms. And um, whilst you know I can be quite proud in doing that, like and to be honest, my body is the best it's ever been as, as silly as that sounds even though I can't I still haven't got a dunk but I feel like you know even at training like I'm there's patches there where I'm dominating you know is not going to be arrogant but that's like I feel yep. bloody good and so that was like really tough but I was like yeah so I guess that first Friday night after that had those discussions and sort of spoke to my wife and then um, the thing was is when we've had those sort of discussions you sort of are like the more and more you talk, you can convince yourself like the time's not right. And the more and more I spoke to her, we were just sort of looking at each other like we're giving ourselves the answer, like the time is right this time, you know, and it felt right. Brad Robbins came over, obviously my brother-in-law and one of my best mates, and we sort of discussed his retirement and, you know, his regrets and all that sort of stuff. Did, did Robbo give you advice on how to retire and then come back after retirement? Yeah, well, that was the thing, because obviously he regretted it, like, unfortunately, to, due to his circumstances, yep. and that was the thing, like, he was like... Um, like don't sit on the fence like whatever you do like that's kind of thing if if you're not in this 100% then you're not right to retire and every yeah so there was people that I sort of one person I would speak to there was one thing that just remained valuable to me and I was like yeah it's it's more and more clearer that that's the right thing to do and then you know I, I had a, uh, I spoke to Maddie Nielsen about it you know once I was thinking like uh, let it a few days to subside and he sort of was like uh, he went he was like I retired in the most perfect manner um, you know I don't have any regrets at all like the best way but I still missed the game like uh, I can't do anything more that I wanted to before I retired but he's like I still miss it and that was huge for me like I was like yeah I'm going to miss it as well like irrespective of if I play another four or five years yeah yeah um, but, but that's okay right yeah, that's, like, that's normal yeah we're, that's that's what makes athletes tick like yep. you know that's why you love it um, and so like part of that was like yeah you know like I'm, I'm no doubt I'm going to miss it but I just yeah you got to that point um, 
and I think that the ceiling thing and the whole grand scheme of things obviously like once I had I told Trev um, you know his first initial thoughts were like okay let's park it here let's sleep on it maybe even wait a few weeks and then um, he was like actually you know like if I'm here next year you've got a contract like it's not because you're not playing well and it's that was a that was a huge thing. Like I was like, oh, I've got a contract here. Like, but I was like, I don't want it. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I was just sort of like, nah. Like that doesn't like help me. Like I, I've made my decision, and even talking to Troy and all that sort of stuff as well. Was like, I'm not dangling something in front of you guys to to threaten you. Like, hey, I'm thinking about retiring if you don't give me a contract. Like that wasn't the case. But to know that I was I was going out, um, still, you know. Um, playing the right way with my body intact um, and with the respect of my peers that I'm doing the right role. Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of actually really, really helped out, I guess, in this transition. I'll ask you about the team reaction to your announcement in a second, but I'm interested in O'Sully's reaction. Now, Sully, your son, who's two or three? Yeah, coming up to, well, October will be th- three. Almost yeah. three. How, how did you explain it to him, and, and does does he have a grasp of, of nah, what it means? To be honest, I think that sort of helped out the process. I think it, you know, uh, going back and, and watching it, it sort of was a bit confrontational. Like obviously, he came in there, and I, I gave him a kiss. And, um, at your retirement press yeah, conference? Yeah, yeah, and then, like, as I walked off, I could hear him saying, dada, dada. Um, but it was really tough um, leading up to it um, those times and we'll obviously talk about telling the boys but um, preparing the speech was one of the most toughest things I've ever had to endure um, because like I'd be sitting I'd be sitting outside with you know Sally on the trampoline and uh, my little daughter between you know between me and um, I just bought a sight bawling like um, once I got to like specific um, moments in my speech talking about the group talking about Damo Jesse my family and it was tough like Ains is sitting next to me and all she can do is hug me and sort of I just was like um, yeah hysterical like, and, like it's it's a, been a huge part of my life and um, mm. there, it sort of was a bit funny though like even um, you know later that night I I, I wanted obviously I as I was writing the speech and preparing it the next day I obviously wanted to write in the right manner and I'm an emotional guy um, I wear my heart on my sleeve but I didn't want to be sobbing like the whole time so I read it a few times so I guess make myself a bit immune to it like so I could yeah. know all yeah. right I'm gonna have to gab myself in, the, in these these moments and I you know I, you know do the right thing and um so I was crying at some sections and I was on the couch and Ainsley was next to me just you know doing that sort of stuff and Sally was <laughs> across us watching um trucks as he does on the phone and he sort of just like looked up and just looked at us like a really weird like what do you why are my two parents crying and stuff so yeah, I think once it gets to that point, um, I think the beauty of it all is I'm not going away from the game of basketball. Um, like I'm going to play for Rockingham, and and they'll be fine for the next you know however many years I can go. And I think that's really good. Take away the pressure of it all. And um, yeah, I haven't really told I haven't told him as such um, because yeah he obviously wouldn't get a, a grasp of of it truly. Mm. Um, but yeah, lucky enough, I'm not leaving the game of basketball entirely. Yeah, definitely, and it has been as you mentioned in your retirement speech to be able to, I imagine, have your two kids For both sure. watch you play at the highest level. Uh, yeah. before you bear out, it'd be something special. Yeah, huge, and I think, I mean, obviously, they're none of them going to remember the games are going, but um, you know, hopefully, they see that speech and they they see what that means to me. But as well, the way I played, um, yeah, obviously, I reflected upon the speech. I think, um, you know, I. I 
you know, it's always cliches, but I, I really truly did uh, live out a dream. Um, I remember going to Wildcats games as a young kid at entertainment centres, um, the entertainment centre days. Mm. To be able to do that um, in front of um, friends and family and as well as West Aussies that, you know, pay great amounts of money to, to, to watch you play. Um, yeah, it's definitely been a dream come true. And three titles probably helps out as well. For sure. Um, tell us about the team reaction. Who who did you get the best reaction out of? What what was it like telling the team and, and yeah. what's their response been like the past few days? Yeah, it's been brutal. Um, not going to lie, that was, yeah, that was pretty tough. Um, you know, I'd wake up uh, Monday night, Tuesday night before, like at three in the morning, um, just like sort of wide awake going like how am I going to tell these guys what's the appropriate manner as, as well as you've got two different speeches you've got the one that you're going to say out in the presser and the one that you say to your group yeah. and obviously leave some parting words and obviously I, you know uh, let, from that you know there's and as a result I've, I've spoken to a number of, of different guys uh, individually like in terms of doing that I'm sure once I've completely done from the from this season I'll obviously go again with that but yeah it was it was bloody tough. Like I knew that. Um, even driving into weights that morning, um, I had I had pretty much summed up what I want to say, and I wrote a, a couple of things in the notes. But as soon as I even started thinking about it, like I had tears in my eyes. I'm like, I'm about to go to the weights. Um, and it was even funny. Like I rocked up, and I was like thinking, and I was, and then Reese like slammed his hand on the window, like, "Come on, let's go to weights." And I was like, it's "Like what? He's in it for a shock awakening, yeah, isn't he?" Yeah, and um, yeah. and it happened like even after weights, like. Cause I obviously hadn't told anyone. I told Jesse and Damon the night mm-hmm. before, um, but and then on the way out of weights, I told Tommy um, because he's obviously been for a fair bit of the ride. And even even riding in, I uh, in the car, I called a few people that I had shared the journey with. Called JK and um, you know messaged. I guess I messaged, messaged a lot of people that uh, were very pivotal in my career. Cameron Toby. Brad Robbins, Sean um, Sean Redditch, you know, uh, SD, just guys that, you know, obviously um, no longer with us in, the, in that capacity. Um, and it was funny, like, as soon as we got done with weights, I always walked back to, to the main courts or upstairs with Reese. Like, we usually get done at the same time with weights. And he was like, what's it? Why do we have a team meeting? Like, we've had a few of those in recent times. <laughs> like, you know, like, and I was like, oh, maybe it's Scout. And he's like, no, nah, it's early in the week. Like, what are we oh, doing? Oh, so you're still bluffing with Reese at this stage. Yeah, okay. and, um, yeah. and I sort of was like, okay. And, um, and it, it, yeah, those guys were shocked. Like, it, as soon as I went up to upstairs and... Went into Troy, uh, not Troy, uh, Trev's office, and I sort of, yeah, that's when I first broke down because um, that realization you, you got to tell those guys, and um, yeah, definitely tough. He, he asked me to come up, and I just had my head down to be honest the whole time. I couldn't really, uh, I, I mean, obviously later on could look around the room, but I couldn't really just uh, yeah connect with anyone because yeah, it was it was a very emotional and, and straight away. I mean, I miss, I, I'm gonna miss a lot of that's. Um, the club, you know, the banter, um, how you challenge each other every single day, um, and the banter, I guess, share a few things along the way of why I guess I've been able to succeed um, as long as I have. Um, yeah, huge, and, and hopefully, some of those, all those guys, have got at least one thing that may assist in their career. And um, yeah, it's been huge. It's been awesome. It's funny that obviously getting done and being on the court. I think it was the best thing for me to be able to train straight after that uh, press. I mean, that's what I wanted. I wanted to get it early done in the week. Um, mm. I didn't want the focus. I knew it would be on me for a couple of days, but I wanted the focus to then head into Sydney in the last couple of games. I didn't, you know, next week and this week is, is huge. You can lock up top two, so I wanted to get it done and. Um, yeah, it was just, just thought it was appropriate timing, and it has been perfect to be honest. And 
it's been nice, um, you know, getting uh, current teammates reach out to me, you know, in regards to what I've done in the, to their careers or the relationships we've built. built. And um, sometimes guys just don't open up in that manner because, you know, it's weird, like, no one's going to get emotional and then they see you the next day at weights or, or game day, you know. So mm. to, to see them open up and um, has been, yeah, it's been um, quite pleasing. And has your phone completely blown up over the past 48 yeah, hours? Who, who, have you been surprised at how much yeah. people have reached out and, and, and who has surprised you that might have reached out to you? Yeah, look, it's, um, I think the, be- the best thing about it um, has been, I guess... Uh, I guess it's really metamorphosis has been like the former players, guys that sort of... Um, so former opponents, you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, okay. so uh, players I've played with, teammates, sorry. Um, yep. You know, like even like Andre Brown, like guys that I've played with like Andre a Brown, very... St- yeah, you okay. know, and then like DC wrote and like some some stuff and, um, you know, I just got one just before, like Jeff Dowdell, um, guys that sort of not even like I played with Wallace, but like played with SBL and, um, and then obviously getting... Um, you know, current players, um, Cam Glennon passing as well, regards, you know, Anthony Petrie retired last year. Um, Great. You know, stuff like that's been, yeah, pretty cool for sure. Um, obviously, you get that. It's quite humbling. Um, and then on the other side is getting athletes from, from different array of sports. You know, obviously, like Luke Shuey hits me up, Mitchell Johnson, uh, Gilly um, hit me up. And, and those ones are like sort of... You obviously forget about the the whole professional sports environment and and how we all admire and respect each other and in their capacity and to get that was pretty cool. Gilly, obviously, his words were, were massive. Like he was like, oh, "I'm stoked that you were able to go out in your terms." So many athletes, unfortunately, aren't able to right. or, or go out. You know, are pushed out, um, which wasn't my case. And so, yeah, getting that sort of stuff was 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 quite cool. So. Yeah, phone's gone absolutely bonkers. Um, and as I said, look, I mean, I'm, yeah, there's been strangers and, and he even, oh, I think it's been really cool and I'll share it um, in a few weeks. It's even been, uh, you, you, I've got messages, like sort of you get requests and you'll get through and there's been like kids and it's funny and it obviously shows my age where, you know, the, once they start an under 12 kid or under 11 as I, I got one from a, a kid from Kalgoorlie who's about to hopefully get an SPL contract and he wears my number because he loved the way I played when I first started and he was like I still are you know I still play and hopefully I get my first contract and you know I, I can wear the number four and sort of I guess there's respect for you and yeah it was a really long-winded message but it was huge like to get that like complete strangers which you know obviously I'll reach out to him and, and wish him all the luck in the world but like, that's you don't really understand the magnitude of it all um, mm. and you obviously know you, you have a, a role in the community but to get that sort of stuff is immeasurable um, and, and I, will, I, I, will, I will make sure I acknowledge every single person as much as you know, there's a million comments and it will take time but I think it's appropriate because um, it's been a massive part of my life and it's been being able to connect with those people if I can obviously hope to do so and obviously as a Wildcat player I won't have that role and proficiency in the community once I move on but um, I think it's, it's something that's special and, and and they deserve to get that recognition as well to know that yeah it doesn't mean something to me bit of banter at practice over the past couple of days some old man jibes or straight down to business nah it's been alright the guys asked me if I had a speech after training um, <laughs> as we had um, yeah hands in and I sort of like nut and done and dust and Trev, Trev called me up in the leading up to it and asked me if I'd changed my mind which was um, yeah I sort of said nut nah. <laughs> like yeah it's all good so no nah, it's been good it's been um, it's fine we had yeah obviously back to business today um, yep. and we'll, yeah we'll go again tomorrow before Sunday so 
Nah, all good. Um, in, in lieu of our normal Twitter questions this week, I thought I might fire some sort of quick-fire fact or fictions sure. around the retirement. The first thing is your speech at the press conference went for mm. 13 minutes just straight <laughs> off the bat. Fact or fiction, the original was even longer and you had to cut that down. Yeah, it definitely was a little <laughs> bit. Um, I was... what. <laughs> Ainsley proofread it. Like she okay. won, she wanted me to read it to her because she want, didn't want to get surprised by anything. She like even when we uh, had our wedding vows, she asked me to read them to her like the night before. So I, like because she's just as hysterical as me when yeah, it comes to okay. that sort of stuff. So she didn't want to get surprised by anything. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, a little bit longer, and I I refrain like had a couple of things, but. Um, yeah, as I said at the very start of speech, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a man of short words, a few <laughs> words, so I wanted to make sure that um, he yeah, could say it properly. Okay. Fact or fiction, there wasn't a dry eye in the house at, was it Damo's the night before that you guys yeah. were at? Fact or fiction? No, nah, it was all right, actually. I started, Brittany and, and my wife definitely weren't. Um, and I, as I said, I don't didn't try and make eye contact with both of those. So like, uh, you're going to get two, like, Damo and Jesse are the complete opposites like can you get tears out of jesse or no nah, you can yeah. and I, I will like what, what, um, what, what do you mean yeah, <laughs> because i'll make sure i hug him until okay. he like st- yeah. like he starts but excellent that's the thing like he he's like your old man like when i said it he just looked didn't even say any words and then he's like you happy and i was like yeah and he's like good and that was it like and then then you've got like damo who's like going a million miles an hour and he's like yeah but i you know your body, like your role might change, like oh, all this, and I'm like, brother, <laughs> it's all good. I love you. We're still going to be mates, but <laughs> you, yeah, you don't. Have, it's it's, all it's good. the five so, stages of grief. Is in denial, correct. <laughs> and then like as soon as I leave the house, I got like an essay uh, text message, and all I had for like from Damo, and then all I had from Jesse was like, love you, mate, like, and that was it. So um, now nah, it was all good, and it, it, it was tough. Like even during it, like I could see, like even Hayes was like, oh. Were they crying? I was like, nah, but this is emotional as you're going to see Jesse, so I'm happy. That's a, that's a win for me. So, yeah, fiction on everyone, but yeah, okay. for my, I, I haven't had a dry eye in about <laughs> two weeks. I, I do like the pledge, though. I will get tears yeah, out I'll of Jesse Wagstar yeah, before sure. my career's out. For sure. Um, fact or fiction, if there's a development coaching role opening up at the Wildcats next season in some sort of capacity, you'd be game. Yeah, uh, I said that at the press. Uh, no doubt. Um, it's been a huge part of my life, and, I, and I've... You know, I think, you know, um, there's a current group of WA players coming through that I think will um, can take part in this organisation. Obviously, there's so many different things that come in, into play. Um, We've got a caller, which is our first first time on the show. <laughs> that. The phone is ringing in the but studio. They even know we're, we're not live. <laughs> um, you know, and obviously, you know, financials and all that stuff. But, you know, I look at, obviously, Reese has kind of progressed through the development player system. I hope I've played a hand in that to show, yeah, that, you know, there's not many development players across the league um, let alone that play over 200 games and I think Reese will, will be exactly like that. I think he'll emulate what I've done um, but I look at guys like Cole Bowen who's um, you know, Aussie and under 19 um, who is about to go to St Mary's like I think yeah, obviously in four years time which is a long way away but I, I see there's a couple of guys going guys away Alex Dukas and, and Luke Travers who's here and um, even Wani um, and then Sunday you know mm-hmm. these guys that I think are, you know, they're, de- they're definitely NBL quality and obviously, wine has got a few more years, but Sunday is another, you know, so WA guy. So I'd love to be in, in some capacity. Um, you know, it's funny, like when I first started playing the game um, and you had to coach, like it's changed so much from like the assistant coaches, like when I first started. Like obviously, you still watch tape, but now it's like such a different dynamic, like cutting up tape, 
all this sort of stuff, like all computer, um, you know, stuff. So I think a development coach would be ideal for me so I could stay away from the tech savvy stuff. Like I don't mind tweeting yep. and yep. sharing Instagram photos, but once you ask me to start <laughs> shortcutting keyboards, like, yeah. like, that's uh, another level. And um, and plus I'd still want to rip a few guys' heads off by giving some some motivational speeches. So I think a development spot ideally would be good. And, and right now I think we've got a really good pathway. Like I think Jacob Chance, our assistant guy, who's the head of the academy, He's done a very, very good job. So um, if I could ever assist him in some capacity, yeah, it would be ideal. I want to ask you about the, the development side of things. It's, we're sort of thinking about um, a couple of days ago just how how the Wildcats might sort of pay yeah. tribute to you. This is just my own thought bubble. You don't seem like a – you're not a you know statue outside Perth Arena kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't seem like a singlet to the rafters no, kind of guy. No. In terms of your number four, and obviously you you're very famously got that off Eric Watterson yeah. and, and asked for, for his blessing and all the rest of it, you guys so similar in local products, um, yeah. heart and soul kind of guys, hard workers. I mean, would you like to see perhaps a tradition where – the best young WA mm. guy on the roster gets bestowed with that number four, someone who embodies those values that you can sort of pass along. Would that be something you'd be interested I mean, when, in? Yeah, when you, when you bring it up, like, yeah, I'm definitely a statue. And I'm nowhere even close to getting, like, jerseys um, retired. I mean, you look at it, obviously, I think Shawnee's the next one in line and, and deservedly so. And then Damo's going to be the a shoe in. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's it. And I think that's where you're going. And, yeah, maybe, maybe Jesse because of the, the extent. But... I haven't even once considered like when someone says that or have written. I'm like, that's I can be di- like say that's disrespectful to the names that are already hanging up there, and um, I'm in, in no sort of category with there. But I do appreciate. I mean, that's yeah. I I, I loved. I guess when I was wearing the four and asked what I and what he embodied, I, I guess I I definitely saw a lot of that sort of same similar pathways and um, you know he played over three hundred games and um, I'm pretty sure it was three hundred but yep. you know like um, and just valued his role and exactly like me and um, yeah no I, I definitely think um, I mean if something like that could happen it it would be special I mean um, don't get me wrong. Um, what I wore the number four first, but if someone was to, to you know, say the next development player that comes through and, and ask me, I'd be like, well, first ask Watto, but it would be, yeah, a, a huge honour to be able to, yeah, say, yeah, of course, I'd love you to, to pass it on and, and hope they've got the same dreams as me and, and to play over 200 games as, as West Aussie, which I think is now only six guys have done so. So, yeah, it would be cool. I might be out trying to advocate for recess shift numbers, um, but no, nah, it'd be, yeah, it'd be a nice sentiment for sure. Um, and your last fact or fiction, I've missed the past, I think, three home games after <laughs> rupturing my ACL. I haven't been sitting on the media bench. Is it true that without me there, you've just sort of lost the passion and drive and that was sort of the reason behind your retirement? <laughs> exactly right, mate. No, I, um, I'm hoping we get announced as like a drive time breakfast, <laughs> <laughs> like breakfast show, me and you. And breakfast show? What time are you? Oh, you got kids. You're getting up early, yeah, mate, Trust me. There's never too early for me. So that, that might be a struggle for me. Um, we've got to touch on Sydney because it's a monster for game sure. on Sunday. Um, potentially, well, if you guys were to win, it would go a long, long way to sign up top, a top two spot. It might even just about officially sign up a top two mm. spot should Sydney lose tonight yep. to Melbourne. Um, talk to me about it. Last time they were here, you guys tossed one away yeah. uh, towards the death. What What did you like about the last time you played Sydney where you towed them up over there and, and what do you have to focus on going Yeah, to I mean, I guess that's been sort of... Uh well, we obviously started changing a lot from um, the Adelaide game before it, but um, 
part of that whole process in the last few weeks has just been that total bind to the game plan. Um, and obviously Sydney are pretty potent from the three-point line and we sort of, you know, they were doing quite well for the first quarter, but we just stuck to that game plan and sort of were like, it's okay Like um, if they keep hitting those shots, which aren't really um, in it within their offense or their structures, um, yeah, they'll dry up hopefully over time and that's mm-hmm. what happens. So, yeah, for us, it's, uh, it's huge. I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, we'll watch tonight's game and if they lose that, you know, we've got a very good opportunity to lock up top two and that's obviously yep. very advantageous yep. for us come playoffs. Um, and it's interesting, like, if they lose, they've got, they'll come in with a lot of hunger because that's that's them done um, in terms of the top two dynamic. Or, and if they win, they're coming in here with a lot of momentum because mm-hmm. they haven't been in Melbourne. So it's going to be, yeah, a competitive outfit or whatever um, whatever come with. And obviously last time they're here, that, I'm sure they'll take a lot of confidence in, in that regard, um, knowing that they got a win after up 15 points heading into the fourth. So, yeah, huge... Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I've said it a lot and um, it might sound boring, but momentum and confidence at uh, this time of the year is pretty powerful and, you, and you're sort of seeing that. And I'm seeing guys like Big Angus um, has gotten up for these last few games against... Um, He's played really yeah, well against, against Sydney and, Bogan, and Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. And, yep. um, and, you know, this week, um, two days ago, it was funny, like after that whole um, the speech and all that sort of stuff, like... I've, I, if, I wish people could see that side of Gus, like that mindset that he had, because I, if he was like that, he, he wouldn't be in our league. Like he was absolutely imposing on offense, putting his will on the on the offensive end, and then being pretty well, pretty good defensively. So, hopefully, he comes out with that mindset because I think that's what makes him when he is aggressive and sort of. I guess a selfish attitude, like I'm going to score this instead of looking for others. Then he's he's pretty potent. So, yeah, Sydney dangerous. You got Randall, Lish, um, Newley, Bogues, like even where, where kick, kick it, it like yeah. So um, you can't really go. All right, we're just going to worry about them. Um, but yeah, we've just got to yeah weather their storms when they come and just then have that total buy and we'll be fine because the last you know three or four weeks it's shown and what we do that the results will go our way. One of our favourite themes on the podcast, Bryce has a new haircut. Tell, Have you seen it, right? Tell me about it. Yeah, I'm not sure about it. He's copping a lot of flack from yeah. Jerico at the moment, especially, well, one, he asked to borrow mine and Jesse's headband. Um, so that's what's on the top of his head. But like so, so he's wearing a headband on Sunday? Yeah. Can you review that exclusively? I don't know if he will because you have to wear an NBL affiliated headband. So I've seen, I've seen Jordan Jordan Jets been wearing the Hungry Jacks tape one. logo yeah, on but, the front. But then last night it had sticky tape on it. Okay. So I, I don't know. Last yeah, night. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like... Um, what, what would you describe Bryce's haircut as if you had to describe it to our listeners who haven't well, seen it Well, if yet? anyone knows Coolio... He looks like Coolio? That, basically, and or a packet of twisties just all over <laughs> your top of your hair, really. Um, is that the look Coolio is going for when he did Gangster's Paradise? <laughs> I don't know if they had the... Just went into the barber and said, have you seen yeah, the American, Americans don't have the luxury of uh, having twisties. Maybe he was touring out here. Yeah, maybe. Brought a pack of back. I, I feel sorry for people that have never tried twisties. Chicken or cheese? Love chicken. Yeah, good. Cheese okay. is horrible. Yeah, Burger yeah. Rings. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Burger rings are quality <laughs> as well. Clarissa brought in snacks today and I was hoping for some twisties. Clarissa, our video journalist, did bring in some snacks. Uh, We'll try for something savoury next week. We had sweet today.
Um, and finally, you've got some special shoes for Sunday's game. Yeah, Tell I me do. about those and, and the cause behind them. Of yeah, course. I mean, uh, we did something similar last year and we had the whole uh, team behind it, but sort of just wanted to, I guess, focus on a few. We'll have uh, myself, Nick Kay, and Damian Martin will be wearing personalised shoes. I've been lucky enough to get um, Phil Wally, who's a, a very prominent uh, Indigenous um, mm-hmm. guy in this community, and he's he's designed them. Um, and then what's going to happen is uh, they'll be auctioned off at the completion of the game, so I'll just wear them for one one-off game. Um, there'll be a bit of a story behind um, his design the shoe, which I'll share. Um, and but they'll get auctioned off. So uh, Dr. Tracy Westman, who's a psychologist who was uh, awarded, she's a recipient of the Australian Western Australian of the Year Award last year. Um, she's uh, self-funded and basically launched her own scholarship to uh, educate uh, Indigenous psychologists. So uh, it's absolutely incredible. It's through uh, I think Curtin. Um, and so yeah, so the shoes will get auctioned off, and, and all those proceeds will then go to help fund uh, that scholarship and hopefully educate some individuals and in regards to, well, more so Indigenous um, people um, to get a psychologist um, or featuring Indigenous psychology. Yep. So, yep. yeah, huge. Anyway, I can sort of help out. Um, obviously, they'll be, they'll be there and um, and demos and, and Nick's woes will be auctioned off. So, And bring out the importance of mental health and, and those struggling with those mental health conditions um, and obviously the alarming statistics around suicide. And, um, yeah, I've, I've spoken about it and, and written about it. I mean, uh, very... Uh, in the last few months, uh, a spate of suicides in Indigenous communities, you know, kids as young as eight um, to, to 12 years old. Mm. Uh, we've lost, unfortunately, five kids to suicide. So um, any way that we can sort of voice that um, and, and sort of champion um, that cause is, is huge. And, and to use sport, I think that's the beauty of it. I've always sort of spoken about that. Um, it, just wearing those shoes, bring a little bit of um, spotlight to them and um, and obviously raise some money will be huge. Yeah, some great awareness there. And also you guys will be in the white unis for uh, to raise money for, for Townsville, Townsville. obviously a yeah. Mitch Norton initiative for those who haven't yeah. seen the story on our websites today. Go and check it out. Um, well, Crystal Ball, before we get out of here, last week we came up woefully short. <laughs> we did, um, I wanted five O boards from you and you deliberately defied <laughs> me just so I'd be wrong. And you they said New Zealand would be two and yeah, oh. Yeah, and they got absolutely carved up by Melbourne and their playoff hopes are over. So, We'll try and do better this week. Uh, you touched on mine earlier. I think a big Angus Brandt game is coming. Yep. Um, he's played his he played his best game of the season against Melbourne in that double yep, overtime yep. game back in October, and has been really good against uh, against Andrew Bogut the past couple of times they've met. So I think he'll be fired up for a large one. What do you got? Perfect. Yeah. Look, I will say I won't cry tomorrow, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I like this stat. I'm going to say there's going to be seven individuals that will hit a three-pointer. Okay. That's a nice spread. Will you be one of them? Yes. Okay. So I'm just saying Gus won't shoot one, Tommy won't shoot one. Well, Damo's been shooting nicely exactly. in recent times. So you've got Damo, so seven Bryce, at least. Tariko, yeah. Seven's fine. Nick Kay, Clint Steindl, yourself. Yeah. yeah, so only we just need... And who have I missed there? Reese, Reese might pop up and hit one. Reese will definitely. He, he, his, oh, sorry. Wags will hit one. Yeah, of course. Jesse. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Reese will shoot one a minute, so he would, <laughs> he's bound to hit one. I like that ratio. Perfect. Greg, uh, it's been a terrific week for you. We'll touch more Thank on your you, career as we go along over the next few weeks, but best of luck for Sunday. Thank you. And uh, to our listeners, stay tuned to Perth Now the West. We'll chat to you next time. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by Perth Now, your home of sporting action from home and abroad.